We have to beautify ourselves with the striving, worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From those things that is often underrated, but is of tremendous importance and it is vital, it is key. If we want to be successful, then it is key. In order to be successful, if we want to go to Jannah, then it is key. It is very easy. It doesn't cost you anything. But yet, unfortunately, many of us don't have a great abundance of it. But we can change that, bismillah ta'ala. As long as we are alive, as long as that ruh, that soul has not reached the, the, the throat, as long as we're not gargling with the gargles of death, then we have time, bismillah ta'ala. So let, let us take advantage over what time we have left. Because many of us, we will find that the days that are in front of us, then they are little in comparison to the days that are behind us. Many of us, we have more days behind us as it relates to our life than we have in front of us. So we have to take advantage over what is left. From those things that we will benefit from is that we have to become in the habit of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. We have to become in the habit of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us and to forgive others. This is from the characteristics of the righteous. This is from the characteristics of those who are pious. And that they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive them and to forgive others. So we should become of those who have an abundance of seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore seek forgiveness from Allah for yourself and for others. Allah Azza wa Jal, He tells us, That verily the believers, they will be in Jannat, they will be in gardens, gardens of bliss, paradise, and they will be in Uyun, springs. Now, they will be in gardens, beautiful gardens, and they will be in springs. This is something that each of us should want to aspire for. Because this Jannah, when one enters into the Jannah, all of the worries are gone. All of the fear is gone. All of the pain is gone. All of the sicknesses is gone. Inside of the Jannah you will have whatever you want inside of the Jannah. This is a goal that we have to strive for. This is something that we have to work for. I would say in Jannah we want our state to be there for, for how long? But forever. Now, if an individual were to stay anywhere inside of this dunya, each night will have a price. The longer you stay, the more you pay. Now, so likewise, we want to stay for how long? For forever. So we have to put forward the work now. It is incumbent that we do this. Allah Ta'ala, He goes on to say, They will be enjoying, fully enjoying over that which their Lord had given them. And here's the, here's the key right here. Here's the key right here. Beforehand, beforehand, they were good doers. Where? Here in this dunya. Beforehand, they were good doers. They were those who did their prayers on time. They were those who, they fasted their obligatory fast. Now, they were those who, they gave charity. They gave their zakat and they paid their zakat. They were those who, when they had the ability, both physically and monetarily, they made hajj. They made umrah. They were those who, they were righteous to their parents. They were those who, they used to do the voluntary acts of worship from fasting, from the voluntary prayers, so on and so forth. They were those who they strove. Those men, they were those who they were modest in their dress. They adorned themselves with the Islamic rules and regulations that you will see even upon their dress. The women, they were those who they adorned themselves with the Islamic rules and regulations you will see even upon their dress. 
So they were those who they would wear their hijab. They were those who they would cover themselves in God, their modesty. So on and so forth. They were muhsineen in the dunya. They were muhsineen. Because the time that we put forward to work is now. The time that we get paid is in the akhirah. Yom al-qiyamah we get paid. Right now we do the work. So now if you don't do the work, if you don't do the work, then just like in dunya, if you don't do the work, then there's no paycheck waiting for you. If you don't do the work, there's no paycheck waiting for you. So if we don't do the work here in this dunya, then what should we expect to receive in the akhirah? If we're looking for a paycheck here in this dunya, so we put forward our 40 hours to get that paycheck, then what are we putting forward to get that which is better than all of the paychecks ever? This is the question we have to ask ourselves. This is the question you have to ask yourself. You know the answer yourself as relates to what you are putting forward. Allah Ta'ala, He says that they will be enjoying, they will be in bliss, fully enjoying all of the benefits, all of the blessings, all of the, all of the bounties of the Jannah. They will be enjoying that which the Lord had given them and before that they were righteous. Kanu, now here we go. So we say, oh, I'm righteous, I want to be righteous. Allah Ta'ala, He gives us some indication of what characteristics that these individuals, they, they had from action that they used to do. Allah Ta'ala, He says, Kanu qaleena min al-layli ma yahjarun. That verily, it was only but a little bit of the night that they used to sleep. Why? Because they were up praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were up seeking knowledge. Because seeking knowledge is ibadah. So they were up seeking knowledge so they could understand Allah's book. Understand the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now each one of us, we know where we are as relates to that and where we stand. And whatever we find wanting, then we have to fix it. Whatever we find comes up short, then we have to come up with that which will fill in the gap. Bismillahi ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala, He says, hum And inside of the morning time, they used to ask for forgiveness. They used to ask for forgiveness. So now we have to ask ourselves again. Because we read the likes of these ayats, I don't want us to read them to say, Oh, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, Alhamdulillah. But I want us to, inshallah, say that, but also look at ourselves and see, where do I stand? How much of the night am I standing? How much of the night am I making dhikr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In, the, in that early morning time, am I asking for forgiveness? So on and so forth. Each one of us knows, this morning did you ask for forgiveness? This morning did you ask Allah to forgive you this morning? So we know how much of the day now has, has gone by. So what has happened has happened is gone. Ma'am, so we're not going to cry and weep over spilled milk. But we're going to take advantage over what is left and use what we lost as motivation so that we can get what we haven't gotten before. It is incumbent that we adorn ourselves with asking Allah to forgive us as we see here in this ayah because this is from the characteristics of those who will be inside of those jannahs. This, this is the characteristics of those who will be inside of the jannah is that they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive them. But also we have to become in the habit of asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive others. And Allah Ta'ala, He gives us examples of this. He gives us examples of this from the angels, examples of this from the prophets, from the anbiya, the rusul, that they ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to forgive them and to forgive others. Now, Allah Ta'ala, He says about some tremendous angels. Allah Ta'ala, He says, The angels that they carry, they hold up the arsh. So we know these are tremendous angels. These are tremendous creatures. Now, the angels that hold up the arsh. 
and those angels who are around them. They praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They praise their Lord. They praise their Lord and they believe in Him. They praise their Lord and they believe in Him. These malaika, these great angels, ma'am, who are close. Also, what do they do? And they ask Allah to forgive those who believe. They ask Allah to forgive those who believe. This is an example of the malaika asking Allah to forgive those who believe. Ya Allah, if we want to be those who are successful, then we have to ask Allah to forgive us and to forgive the believers. Hada, aqulu qawli hada, wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum, wa li jami'i muslimin, fastaghfiru, fa innahu huwa al-ghafur rahim Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, ala rasulillah, wa ba'id. Ya ibadullah. These things are very easy, very easy for us to, to do. We have to take advantage of them. The benefit is tremendous. It's tremendous, tremendously more than tremendous. The Prophet Nuh, alayhi salatu wa salam, he showed us the same thing. And if you reflect, over the call of the prophets and the messengers, you will find that an integral part of it, an integral part of it, is that they will instruct their nations to seek refuge in Allah. They will instruct their nations to ask Allah to forgive them. They will instruct their nations to ask Allah to forgive them. And it's a very important key element of the prophetic da'wah. The Prophet Nuh, because of course the Anbiya and the Rusul, they didn't call to something that they themselves didn't do. They didn't call to something that they themselves didn't do, but rather they were the first to implement their knowledge. They were the first to implement Allah's book. They were the ones that held on to Allah's book better than everybody else. They were those who were the most righteous. They were those who had the most knowledge. They were those who are the best of the awliya. So those who tell you that it's possible that a wali can be better than an Nabi, then this is a person we don't understand even what a wali is. Because the Anbiya, they are the best of the awliya. And there is no wali better than a Nabi. The Anbiya, they are the best of mankind hands down. The Anbiya, the prophets and the messengers, they are the best of mankind hands down. And there is no one other than them from mankind that can compete with them, period. Al-Kullihad. I digress. Nuh, alayhi salatu wassalam, he said, رَبِّ اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِمَنْ دَخْلَ بَيْتِيَ مُؤْمِنًا وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ he said, Oh Allah, forgive me and forgive my parents. This is for all those Muslims who have Muslim parents. Naam, for all those Muslims who have Muslim parents. From being righteous to your parents is that not only do you ask Allah to forgive you, but you ask Allah to forgive your parents. This is from being a good son. This is from being a good daughter. Now, for those who do not have Muslim parents, then let this be a motivation for you to call your family to Islam. To call your mother to Islam, so she accepts Islam. To call your father to Islam, so he can accept Islam. So that you also can say, day. Oh Allah, forgive me and forgive my parents. So use this as a motivation to call them to Islam. So he said, Oh my Lord, forgive me and to, to forgive my parents. And those who enter into my house as a believer. And for the believer in men and for the believer in women. In that is tremendous benefit only if we were new. The Prophet Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wassalam, what was his take on this issue? What was his dua? Allah ta'ala informs us of his dua. رَبَّنَا فِرْ لَنَا 
ربنا اغفر ربنا اغفر لي عفوا ربنا اغفر لي ولوالدي وللمؤمنين يوم يقوم الحساب oh Allah forgive me and forgive my parents and the believers on the day that the recompense will be established forgive me and forgive the believers forgive me my parents and the believers on the day that people will be paid the day of recompense yawm al-qiyamah forgive us on that day now so it is a covenant that we ask Allah to forgive us and it's a covenant that we ask Allah to forgive us when we meet him on the day of judgment and that we ask that Allah forgive our parents on the day of judgment the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ya ibadallah what was he commanded to do Allah Ta'ala he says فَعْلًا أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And know, have knowledge, have aim, seek knowledge that none has the right to be worshipped in the truth except Allah and in that we see that what aim, فَضْلُ الْقَوْلِ وَالْعَمَلِ that statement, they, that, excuse me, that knowledge it precedes statements and actions that knowledge it precedes statements and actions so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and know, have knowledge, seek knowledge that none has the right to be worshipped in the truth except Allah Now in that we see that a key component for those who are successful is that they seek knowledge about the religion. They seek knowledge about what they're supposed to believe. They seek knowledge about their methodology. They seek knowledge about those deeds that they do from the salah, from the zakah, from the siyam, from umrah, hajj, so on and so forth. They seek ilm. They seek knowledge. They have to pray, so they learn how I'm supposed to pray. The Prophet Wasallam he said, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni Pray as you see me praying. So they seek to see, they seek to find out how did the Prophet Wasallam pray so I can pray just like him. They seek to find out how did the Prophet Wasallam fast so I can fast like him. How did the Prophet Wasallam make hajj and umrah so I can make hajj and umrah like him. How did the Prophet Wasallam pay zakah and pay sad- uh, give sadaqah so I can pay zakah and give sadaqah like him. Wasallam. How did he believe so I can believe like him. So on and so forth. This is of extreme importance and this cannot be undervalued in any which way, shape and form. But in order to do that then we have to learn how did he do that. How did he do what he did? What did he teach us so that we also can do it? We may implement it. Bismillahi ta'ala. But after that, Allah ta'ala, he says, وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِذَنْبِكَ And seek forgiveness for your sins. And seek forgiveness for your sins. Is that it? Is Islam a deen that the Muslims are called to be covetous? Are called to be stingy? Are called to only worry about themselves? No. But rather, even in this affair, the Muslim is generous. We are called and we are encouraged to have generosity. So not only do we ask Allah to forgive us for our sins, ma'am, and you always want to start there. Ma'am, you always want to start there. You don't want to look around and see everybody else is a sinner, you righteous one. No, you got enough a, a, a dirt yourself. You got enough sins yourself. So you want to start with yourself, clean yourself. If we all sit in here, we all dirty, ma'am, then the first thing you're going to do is clean yourself. Then you clean off others, ma'am. So you ask Allah to forgive you for your sins, but it don't stop there. Allah Ta'ala, He goes on to say, And also for the believing men, and for the believing women. Also for the believing men, and for the believing women. That we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to forgive us for our sins, and to forgive the believers for their sins. And in that, there is so much benefit only if you would know. Ask, and asking Allah to forgive you, and to forgive the believing men and women, There's so much benefit in that only if you but knew. Only if you but knew, you will fill your day asking Allah to forgive you and to forgive the believing men and women. Also, Allah Ta'ala tells the characteristics of those who believe. 
Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ And those who have come after them, come after who? They come after the Muhajirun and the Ansar. Those who come after the Muhajirun and the Ansar. Those who come after the Sahaba. And those who come after them. And I want you to pay close attention to this characteristic because this characteristic is an identifying characteristic of the people of the Sunnah. Now, this is an identifying characteristic of the people of the Sunnah. The people of the Sunnah after Sunnah, then we hear them say all the time, we hear us say all the time, that our way is that we are upon the Kitab, upon the Qur'an, upon the Sunnah, upon the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, ala fahm salat al-ummah, upon the understanding of the salat of this ummah, upon the way of the Sahaba, Naam. this is who Ahlul Sunnah is. So where do we get our methodology from? Where do we get our aqidah from? Where do we get everything from that we, that we practice out again? From the book, from the sunnah, from the way to sell it. Ali Kulli has. In the book, inside the Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, and those who come after them, what do they say? Those who come after the sahaba, what do they say? Rabbana fir lana, oh Allah, forgive us. Oh Allah, forgive us. Because you what? You always start with yourself when it comes to the life of these things. You always start with yourself. Oh Allah, forgive us. Is that it? Do we be quiet? Allah, forgive us. That's it? No. Oh Allah, forgive us. Oh our Lord, forgive us. And forgive our brothers who preceded us in faith. Who are those brothers who preceded us in faith? In particular here in ayah, look at the context. It's who? The Sahaba. And those who come after the Sahaba, they, they say, Oh, our Lord, forgive us and those who precede us in Iman. Kihu, the Sahaba. So from the way of the people who are successful, from the way of the people of Jannah, is that they ask Allah to forgive the Sahaba, to forgive those who have come before us. They do not speak bad about them. They do not speak ill of them. Allah Ta'ala has commanded us that we ask that He forgive them. Not that we speak bad about them. Not that we uh, put them down. Not that we speak disrespectful terms about them and so on and so forth and belittle them. No, we have been commanded to, to, to ask Allah to forgive them. Yet those who are upon misguided, they speak ill of them. SubhanAllah. And asking Allah to forgive us and to forgive the believing men and women. is so much good in that that you will gain for yourself only if you but knew. They come the hadith. And the hadith is Hassan. وَحَسَّنُهُ وَنِلْبَانِهِ رَحْمَةُ the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, I want you to pay very close attention to this, because this could change your life right here. This change your life. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he said, Whoever asks for forgiveness for the believing men and the believing women. Okay? Now I want you to reflect. How many believing men and believing women is in the earth right now? Just reflect on that number alone. I don't want you to get it. I want to break your calculator. Reflect on that number alone. How many believers in the earth right now? Man. The Prophet he said that whoever asks for forgiveness for the believing men and for the believing women, that Allah will write for him, for every believing man and for every believing woman, one good deed. One good deed. And remember that that the hasana is multiplied by 10 by default. So now I want you to reflect how many Muslim men and women in the earth right now? The, the, the wording of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he didn't say any, that the believing men and women that upon the earth, when you upon the earth. No, believing men and women, so that means what? The believing men and women ever. One hasana for each one of them, if you ask Allah to forgive them. If you ask Allah to forgive them. Ya ibadullah, your calculator, trust me, it don't go that high. 
this will change your life. If you want to change your scroll of deeds, you want to change your scroll of deeds, then you put in it much asking Allah to forgive you and to forgive the believing men and women. If you want to change your scroll of deeds, this is a game changer. So it is incumbent upon us that we take advantage of that guidance that we have been guided to do inside of the book, inside of the sunnah, that guidance that we find in the salaf they were upon, that we hold on to the deen and we stick to it tenaciously if we truly want to benefit and we put forward effort ta'ala, so that when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will be of those who are happy, not from those who are sad. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-nab. هذا يعني بعد فأقيم الصلاة